0: It's Toronto's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Phil Bliss of Business Visionary and welcome to Toronto's Podcast, part of the Canada's Podcast Network. Your source of the great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada.
0: Today, we're speaking with Doug Mokri. He's the founder and CEO of Aerolife, an innovative technology company that aims to bring the world free access to information with a means to education. From action sports athlete to attending school for finance and marketing to later being accepted as a Mars officer and armored officer to injury and on to starting a digital media company, Whole Shot One Media. The evolution and journey to Aerolife has been an exciting roller coaster that has set up Doug's life for a purpose to help people and the planet. Aerolife aims to bring the world free access to information with a means to education. They do this with Aerolife's Free phone, where end users no longer have to pay for smartphones and data plans. Doug, welcome to Canada's podcast. We're so excited to have you on our show. Why don't we start a little bit with uh, tell me about yourself and what well,
1: you do? Well, first, Leslie, thank you for uh, having me, and it's uh, great to be on uh, Canada's uh, podcast. Yeah, this initiative took uh, took legs in March uh, 2018, and uh, that's when we incorporated and uh, started charging hard uh, towards changing uh, the telecom uh, side of things in Canada, uh, as Canadians pay some of the highest rates in the world. So it's uh, actually detrimentally affecting uh, Canadians' uh, disposable income. 50% of Canadians only have $200 or less of disposable income at the end of every month. And 40% of Canadians are teetering upon bankruptcy. So that's just Canada. Um, In the U.S., 7 million plus Americans are 90 days or more behind on auto payments. That's the highest it's ever been. And uh, the U.S. market right now, consumer debt, is 14 trillion dollars. Uh, that's the highest it's ever been. In 2008, before the market collapsed, it was 12.5 trillion. So this is what it means to save people money without being too intrusive. So we, we've created a good formula between content which people like and um, ads that can actually help you save more money, um, say travel or groceries, and that's really what we're bringing uh, to the smartphone, the air Dot like be free phone and we're launching uh, next year in a specific market in the USA alongside uh, a strong banking partner. So yeah, basically we provide you with the end user with a free phone, free data plan. Bank sees the benefit because they can get a customer out of it and uh, the ad agencies have the highest uh, content viewability in the world with our device. So it's uh, really lucrative for both partners and that's basically the, uh, the high level aspect of it, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I was looking into the phone yesterday and uh, I actually signed up for the beta test. <laughs> so it's very exciting. Oh, right like whole. Yeah, it's just totally mind shift from the uh, traditional phone plans and everything. So it's, it's very exciting. Is that the one product that Aerolife that you're bringing to market or are there other aspects of Life?
1: Yeah, this, this is the, the main focus, but um, for the past two years, we've been working with McMaster University to create a, a solar shingle, a flexible solar shingle. So uh, when people, um, potential investors, there's a question that comes up sometimes, like, Doug, you have a B-Free phone, and then you have solar shingles. Like how do, these two do not relate, or how do they relate if they do? Uh, it's a matter of uh, when we go into emerging markets with our refurbished phones, we have a two-year program where we swap out the phones, we replace the batteries, we refurbish them, uh, and we go into communities where there, A, can be no power, so we set up, uh, the plan is to set up the solar shingles on uh, existing structures or build our own structures and build a Wi-Fi tower or uh, have our own telecom in place for the phones within that local vicinity in emerging markets. So that's more of a long-term plan. Uh, And yeah, there's a lot of R&D that has to go into those pliable uh, solar shingles uh, in uh, conjunction with uh, McMaster in uh, Hamilton, Ontario.
0: That's exciting. And you're working out
1: of- Near Toronto. uh, Right now, uh, we have our HQ in Guelph, uh, but uh, as of uh, next week, we'll be working heavily out of IBM's innovation space, actually in Hamilton. So Hamilton's- a lot more affordable for students, interns, and it's uh, actually it's not too far away from Toronto and transit's right next to the IBM innovation space right on 1 King Street West uh, downtown Hamilton.
0: Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm actually, we're in Burlington, but we're thinking of moving to Hamilton as well for some of the same reasons. So it's a really good emerging city for, for startups and uh, just for business in general.
1: Yeah, it's changing a lot. And there's good food. Uh, yeah. Bread bar. I don't know if you ever said a bread bar. It's got some of the best pizza. It's right next to uh, the IBM innovation space. So yeah, things are slowly changing. They're doing a lot of work to the city, and it's attracted a lot of new people and talent. Yeah, so it's a good space now.
0: My second question to you is: Do you think entrepreneurs are wired differently?
1: Yeah, yeah. Risk tolerances um, and sometimes just seeing something and, and or noticing something and wanting to make it better. Some people are happy and they're just happy to say, Oh, you know, that could be, that could be better. But I find with an entrepreneur, they say, yeah, that can be better and I'm going to make it better. And and they, and they do some investigation and they usually charge hard at, at making it happen. So uh, yeah, it's a spirit. It's a mentality. Um, everyone can be an entrepreneur, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely probably one of the hardest things you can ever do. Uh, uh, I I've I've spoke with a few other entrepreneurs, and business owners, and some of them laugh like I should have been a professional athlete and, instead of an entrepreneur because the amount of hours you put in. But uh, over time, it, it's a it's a quite substantial. If you apply that to any specific professional sport, I'm pretty sure you'd be top of your game or one of one of the people top of your game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. The amount of times that we're practicing and working on it and failing, like, we'd, be, we'd be pro. But, uh.
1: Yeah, and that's another thing too. Uh, I'm glad you brought up failing. A, lo- a lot of people think you have to be perfect uh, and you, you don't make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, uh, even the best CEOs or entrepreneurs in the world. And you're, sometimes you're going to look like a goofball. You may look like an idiot. And that's just a part of it. Yeah, and if you don't have thick skin, uh, to be able to say, you know what, I learned something from this, so I have to move on and push on and, uh, uh, and make things better. Yeah, if you don't have that, that mentality and strength there, then maybe entrepreneurship isn't the best thing for people thinking, thinking about it. So yeah, failure is part of it.
0: So what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Like, how did you make that leap? Because you used to be a, like an athlete and, and going in a different direction.
1: Yeah, so I, I race snowcross, so it's much like uh, motocross throughout uh, North America. So it involves jumps, it involves heavy machinery, it's it's basically snowmobiles. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen the X Games or any kind of snowcross racing, but uh, yeah, the, the machines are about 400 pounds. Uh, there's about four main brands. And so we were sponsored by Skidoo, uh, Yamaha had a special uh, suspension from Japan, and, uh, yeah, you have, you, there's a lot of pressure to win. You have to make a good team. It's a lot like business. You're only strong as your team. So we had a really good mechanic, uh, a support team, uh, the right sponsors, and then, uh, come race day, it was on you to make sure you've practiced enough and, uh, worked hard enough to, so you can execute and, and win. Um, so I did that for about six years and it, you can put it to business. You're going to make some mistakes, uh, but it's important to get back up and to finish the race. Um, One of my favorite races, I was actually in second place. I cased a double jump. It was about 20 feet separation. It wasn't a large double jump, but I fell off. And as I'm in the air, I could see the third place uh, person behind me and they landed right on top of me. So it's about a 400 pound snowmobile plus the weight of the person. And uh, yeah, it hurt, but it's just the mentality, okay, I got to get up and finish the race. And I, I think I caught the pack of came Uh So it, it wasn't podium, but it was my favorite race because I had a standing ovation from the whole, the whole crowd uh, that day. And that says a lot about people and, and what they want to see from people. It's, it's not so much about winning. It's, it's about getting back up and, and, and finishing what you set out to do. And, and, you know, it's about spirit and yeah, that's just, uh, just a story from racing. But, uh, yeah, I got hurt a, a number of times, so obviously through that whole process, we did very well, uh, won a few championships in our respective division, but, uh, you just have to step back sometimes and say, okay, how much is my spine worth? Uh, I want, I want to be healthy physically going forward. So I should go to school. Uh, and, uh, I, I was really fortunate enough to be surrounded by a lot of business owners, and uh, grew up in a family of entrepreneurs so I, I saw their sacrifices and what it took for them to get uh, to where they were so i had strong examples around me So that was uh, a really good help
0: that's really important so that kind of pushed you in that uh in the direction and just uh i seen that you were an armored officer to injury as well what is that
1: so i can't i can't really say that uh I, I uh, ever served, uh, that wouldn't be right to any, uh, person that has served. I was accepted as a Mars officer, Mars officers, uh, basically you worked your way up, uh, on the, for a Naval command or submarine. Um, it was great. I was in Eskimo, uh, uh did a test run on the boat, uh, did some testing. Uh, they offered me a position, uh, I declined. I wanted something a, a little more ground oriented. Uh, so, uh, I applied Well, I basically got accepted immediately into armored, but I had to wait for training. And, uh, uh, before walking out of uh, a room with a, uh, a few of the high brass that accepted me, they uh, they said, Doug, be careful. (laughs) We know what kind of sports you're into. Uh, we want you to be healthy for the training. So, uh, it was completely leisurely. I was up North, uh, with a few friends and, uh, woke up early to go for a ride. And I broke my knee in half and, and I punched, uh, my toes into my foot it's what's called it's called Lee or liz frank's of the foot uh they had to bring my my toes back out and they had to rebuild uh reshape a lot of bones in my foot but it's it, we're lucky in ontario that we have some of the best foot surgeons in the world so uh yeah i can wear flip-flops in in the summertime on the beach no problem and it feels great so oh, yeah knock on the wood painful. lucky yeah, yeah, pain painful, that's for sure, but uh healthy today, so it can't can't go wrong, Got to be thankful. Yeah.
0: It sounds like a huge roller coaster to get to it's been a journey for you to get to Aerolife. Life.
1: Yeah. That's definitely uh between racing to I, I have a media company for ten years, digital marketing. Um and amongst that you always try different projects. I've been a part of uh G Oil, which is a uh organic oil company from leftover cadavers of cows and pigs. So what do they do with these bodies after slaughter? They, um, they usually discard them. So basically, uh, oil is just compressed carbon from past creatures of the earth. So uh, I tried that. I tried uh, headphones. I've tried uh, every industry I've probably dabbled in just to see the effectiveness and how we could make a good product and uh, make some money from it. Uh, so, so it really led to today is offering a good product to the world audience and, and having people save money.
0: It's very exciting. Um, so what do you think? I'm going to ask a couple of questions about where you're working. So what do you think are the benefits of doing business in, in Guelph?
1: Guelph Guelph's really close to the hubs. So you have Waterloo, you have Kitchener, you have Toronto, you have Hamilton. You have there even, um, there, there's so many good hubs in these cities. Now, um, there's communitech accelerator center, uh, in Toronto, there's Mars, there's the CDL, uh, list goes on. Um, I, uh, there's the IBM innovation space. They're all helpful and you'll find if if you get a part of these ecosystems, people want to help, but you gotta be clear and concise about what kind of help you need. And they'll offer it. If you, uh, you have the drive, you have a good product and service, uh, they're there for you. So the ecosystem that has been built here is great and it's cost effective versus other places in the world. San Francisco, it's just unrealistic, uh, for, uh, a startup in my point of view. Um, if you don't have serious funding, uh, you know, just one room apartment, uh, four to $5,000 sometimes in, in the core of San Fran a month. Um, a lot of people can't find housing. So uh, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, great place. Some of the best people in the world are there, but there's a lot of great talent here in Canada uh, that should never be overlooked as a basis point for a starter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good hub the Tri-Cities. I went to school in Waterloo, so I know, I know it well. Some of our best ideas come when we least expect them. How do you disconnect and recharge or get inspired?
1: I, I love alone time. Uh, you know, I don't mind being amongst groups, and often say I'm, I'm an introvert to people, and they don't believe me. Uh, Laura uh, Lirit and uh, Jeffrey Potman at the OPN in Toronto. I told them I'm an introvert, and Laura's like, "You are certainly not a, an introvert." But I really like my alone time. It allows me to think. Um, it allows me to work out. You know, issues going on, say uh, was a specific challenge facing the company. So, um, I find when it's too busy, I get lost in that. Uh, I tried living in Toronto. There's just so much going on. I would go out way too much and I wasn't focusing on my task at hand. So I, I, I had to leave. So I only tried Toronto for a brief period and I, I try to exercise absolute discipline by not even approaching, uh, the business uh, of cities like that. Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting when, if you're an introvert, you get to recharge. Like if you're around busyness like that, you get really drained. So maybe you're, maybe you're a balance of both.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you definitely uh,
0: seem like an extrovert to me right now. <laughs>
1: oh wow! Well, my idea of a good night is maybe a, some cards with maybe two or three people. And you just have good conversation and a good, good, good food. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a, a night by myself, I'm doing some work if I can throw in a good movie. So The Irishman uh, just got released on Netflix. And I, it was great to have some time to be able to watch a little bit of that. Uh, so I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. The other, the other day. Yeah, that's a good one. I just watched that
0: yesterday. <laughs> We're on yeah. the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think is the best thing or things about being an entrepreneur like what do you love most about it
1: yeah there's pros um uh, you know flexibility um building your teams so it's a chance to uh, build a team with the same values uh uh, work ethic and uh, that's 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 great that's a great thing to to have There's, there's flexibility but you can have some time off, but if you can't take a lot of time off. So a lot of people think you're going to start the successful company and you're going to have weeks off. You can travel the world. But the reality is that uh, usually you work at seven days a week and uh, some form or part. Uh, but you have the flexibility of, well, okay, I can schedule that meeting for 10 a.m. And then that can allow me some free time in the morning to get the things that I need to get done for this week. Uh, so it's not as regimented and it, it can be performance based based on your time and your, your calls, not someone else's. So I love companies that are results oriented. Uh, if you, if your company can a lot or their profession or, or, uh, role can a lot for that type of role and that type of flexibility. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, having the control and creating something new to help people or, or planet. And that's, uh, really the main endeavor here.
0: Yeah. You're in a unique spot as an entrepreneur because you're, you're doing something that's really meaningful. So it's, that's exciting. On that, what do you see as the future of your business and what are you most excited about?
1: Well, ultimately I want to carve out uh, a company that other companies just simply can't compete with and just change the whole dynamic of a few industries. So public companies uh, are really aggressive. Uh, they're quarterlies that they have to mean a lot of times, they'll slash jobs or do some silly maneuvers just to get an extra incremental dollar or 50 cents or a quarter on uh, their their quarter uh, increase. So uh, we gotta start thinking more about not growth domestic product, but growth domestic development as far as societies. So we're gonna promote products that last long. So uh, just last night it was, I think uh, 10 p.m. I'm going over Excel spreadsheet. So this is the exciting life of the, as an entrepreneur. So I can price our accessories really low, but they're good quality. They're woods. A lot of people don't know that like, you have a wood around a backup battery bank. It actually does decrease radiation slightly. Same with your phone. If you have a wooden case, uh, and really a lot enough not enough studies have been done on 5G, which is coming with telecoms, and the radiation um, and the effects of the human body over a period of 40 years. So we have to do things to minimize that. But going back to what I was speaking about, I want to create products that are lifetime oriented. So we have to honor those products by making quality products that last. And it goes to a whole ethos, which is changing the dynamic of making things that, again, that they're built to last. So we don't strain our environment by creating products that last only a short time so people have to buy them again Um, you'll see some large companies they'll make a washing machine or a computer or uh, make you buy all these extra gadgets around that computer just to have extra incremental sales to get that quarterly higher. so we want to make that shift away from that type of company still be profitable to our investors but build a company that, that, that protects our people more so than your average public company. And then also has products that don't strain the earth because the EOD day uh, this year was July 29th. That's your earth overshoot day. Uh, that's when we, we've used what the world can give us and we actually need two earths for our current consumption. Last year was August 8th. So it just goes to show how fast things are ramping up Are people getting more involved in the environment? Yes. But if you look at the amount of people that had been uh, elevated out of poverty and are now uh, living a higher lifestyle that are causing more drain on the earth, it's it's the highest it's ever been. So we we really got to start selling a lifestyle that's about experiences, friends, family, memories, and not material consumption. And that's on media play and having a number of our free phones or be free phones in the market. We have the power of, of showing content like that curated content and pushing above a healthier society, a society that's 50% monetary driven and a 50%, uh, environmental economically driven. So we have to have, uh, most important surpluses in the environment every year, not deficits. So that EOD should be being reduced every year. Uh, it shouldn't be, um, uh, increasing as far as how fast we're using what the worth can give us. Yeah, that's just, a. Uh, a summarization of some sort, like uh, uh, likely one, but that's, uh, that. Uh, yeah.
0: A very good one. Very exciting that you'll be a disruptor in the industry. That's, you must be uh, very excited about it. I'm excited to get one of your phones.
1: Oh, thank you. Let's
0: shift gears a little bit here, but what are the top three things on your bucket list right now, if you have a bucket list?
1: You know, I, uh, I want to travel more. Do I have a specific place? No. No, I, I kind of like just going somewhere and uh, seeing what will happen, but I'd, I'd want to run a motorcycle somewhere and just go off. So uh, maybe Europe, that'd be awesome. Uh, Africa, I mean, a uh, safari and just running a Jeep and going off and enjoying it. Um, uh, any portions of Africa, really, uh, I like the excitement. Uh, yeah, so travel, what travels? number one. Number two, I really like business. so <laughs> I, uh, I like working. So I don't know if that, that's quite right. But uh, yeah, I, I really just don't mind working. I haven't put a bucket list together. So I don't want to draw this out and think of it for five minutes. But uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at travel. Uh, yeah, I want to travel more. But uh, that goes against uh, all the work we have to do right now. Uh, I'm going to try to incorporate travel into, uh, into what we're working on. So I have to go to Dubai. And uh, that's in, in January. And I, I was just in Lisbon two weeks ago. And I, I had a conversation with my right hand, which is Jeff Thompson. He's our CDO. And I, I, I was flying in the day before the conference. I was going to be there for four days. I was flying out the very next morning. And Jeff's just like, take an extra day. And he's like i don't care he's like just take an extra day i'm like I, you know it's not fair in my mentality it's not fair to our investors uh to take an extra day when i can be working but he's like you know what you have your own funds you have your own personal income just 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 do it outside of the company and take an extra day so i thought about it but i had already booked the ticket and it was one of those situations is non refundable so I walked around for two hours, hours, uh, Lisbon, the day I landed, which was great. Cobblestones, castles, food was really good. A lot of people say it's better than Barcelona. That it's less touristy and the food's still good. It's on the water. But yeah, I'm going to try to incorporate more travel.
0: I'm going to Lisbon in March. So <laughs>
1: you you're going to be excited again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've never been to mainland Portugal, so... Pretty excited.
1: Oh, you've been to the Azores, though, or the Azores?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah,
1: a couple times. Nice. That's where my dog's from. So,
0: really?
1: <laughs> Yeah, I want to go uh, check it out. I have an Azores or Azores cattle dog.
0: It's the most beautiful country and uh, terrain. Wow. It's volcanic. It's just it's stunning, really. Oh, okay. And the culture is Portuguese, so it's very uh, cultural on top of that. It should be on your bucket list.
1: <laughs> all right all right yeah.
0: so what has been the greatest challenge you've ever faced in your business so far
1: you yeah, know the Canadian ecosystem is great just for uh, disruptive ideas and uh like disruptive companies starting them uh, there's only a few places in the world that feel really comfortable in the tech space that are this transformative uh, it's San Francisco and Dubai So they have a lot more capital to uh, put towards disruptive companies. So the capital raising in in Canada, it's not going to be easy no matter what, especially if you're pre-revenue. So uh, yeah, that that was probably one of the foremost challenges. And then um, if you don't have enough capital to at the start, you're going to have to find interns. You're going to have to find people that are comfortable with with shares. And if you can't find those people, you have to be that person so you have to throw yourself into it and learn it so that's that's the challenge finding the the right type of people uh and then also the the capital uh and then making sure those uh, milestones are being met those sprints uh, deadlines are being met so uh i'm very fortunate i have a lifelong friend Dick batia who's helped sephora with securities and payments he's helped children's wish foundation he spared a bit of time for our project uh, as a CTO, uh, which is great. And uh, he's helped in the aspects of development and guiding that aspect of uh, things along. My main concentration is uh, marketing and uh, funding. Uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, how the roles have somewhat been defined so far.
0: As an entrepreneur, we often try to do everything, right? Because really, how do you scale if you don't at the beginning? But
1: Yeah. And and that's so challenging because you, you want to, you know, you're really good at something, uh, but you know, you should be focusing on some other things. So you bring someone else into the role and it's just really hard to see other people make mistakes sometimes, uh, or not as do as a high performing, uh, job, but you can't get angry. You have to guide them. And if they're not being guided enough or they're not, uh, executing how it should be done based on past performances and, and successes. That could be hard, but you have to let go. And that's, you hear it with Jim Estel of Danby and uh, Shipperby. You hear it with uh, a few other guys uh, as well. Marcelo Cortez with Fair at a Waterloo. Uh, I just helped him out uh, on Saturday. Let's go snowmobiling. So I'm going to make time to go snowmobiling this, this March. So that's going to be some time off uh, with Marcel there at FAIR. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be good.
0: So what do you know now that you wish you knew when you were just starting up your business? What would you tell your 20 year old like yourself when, when you were just starting?
1: So when you're young, you have all this energy and you want to go fast. You just want to dive right into it and get things going. But... A lot of the most successful people, David Ossip with Ceridian, a uh, great uh, platform for payment uh, payroll. He'll even tell you it's a nine month process for validation and research of your potential company that you're thinking of. So as you're doing your normal job, you say you have a company or you're working for someone else. Uh, you have this great idea and some people even told you it's a great idea outside of your family and friends. But you have to still have to do that nine month validation. Find out who your customers are. My customers are banks and ad agencies, also the end user. So you have to ask a lot of questions, surveys, video interviews, you'll know, think it's a waste of time, that whole nine months, but what you're doing is you're building rapport and relationship with those ad agencies, with those banks, and they have interest in you. They're like, okay, cool. What is this person really working on? And they don't feel threatened by you either because you're someone that you're possibly doing this as a side school project or, uh, and you can say, Hey, I'll share the results with you on what, uh, the end user, or the smartphone user, uh, uh, is doing in the surveys. So there's a benefit to them too. So, so that, that nine month process of research and validation is actually really important and it will help you in the long term. And for me to say that now, is unimaginable for my former self because my former self would just dive right in and he'd look at someone doing that, be like that person is wasting their time and they're going to go out of business because they're have too much cash burn every month. But that's not the case if you keep your job and you have an income coming in so you can do it safely. And then when you're ready, when it's all lined up and you may have some traction, you execute and go. Yeah,
0: that's really great advice. Thank you. On that, what do you think the best advice that you've ever received was, like from somebody else?
1: Well, I was really aggressive uh, in my youth, in my teens, and uh, early twenties. I was told not to run over people, so, (laughs) so, so basically in team dynamics sometimes, or I would treat work so competitively that I would do double the work of someone else and then to put their job and uh in a threatening position and then you have them jumping on your laptop, sending emails, uh, that aren't nice other people, uh, that's to put your put your job at threat and that's their tactics to try to get rid of you. So <laughs> there's very I worked some other corporate, I worked for mid sized corporations that I just noticed some tactics like that. So work hard, very hard, but take the team with you. Uh, Somehow, it's going to be a strong leader and show how to work efficiently and hard, but just don't threaten a large group of people with your presence. And that's uh, that's another reason why too why I think I had to be an entrepreneur.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, so we're going to move into some rapid fire questions. When I ask these questions, just don't even don't even hesitate. Just say the first thing that comes to mind, and we want to know like. What's in your brain? So,
1: oh my God, I know. There we go.
0: Put you on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, if you weren't doing what you're doing now for work, what would you be doing instead?
1: I would love to race cars.
0: Professionally race cars, that's yes. Cool. And what book are you currently reading?
1: Oh, I read snippets of articles daily. LinkedIn's actually been a tremendous source. so World Economic Forum, too. Their their articles are great with bona fide stats uh, backing up uh, arguments. So uh, I can't say there's a particular book I'm reading now. The last book uh, I read, all of Arlene's books. She has her new book, Revelations, uh, because I did Dragon's Den. So I wanted to know as much as uh, I could on all the dragons. That's, That's partially why I read those books.
0: You went on Dragon's Den
1: i did we yeah. never got aired but uh i can't really talk about it but we did all right i can say that awesome.
0: <laughs> we've had uh, manjeet mean has been on canada's podcast
1: oh she's she's great uh yeah i can say that um yeah we, we had a, a phone call or two uh so yeah manjeet her family her brother ravinder and her uh amazing what they've done calgary is another good ecosystem that gets overlooked in canada right now it's the time to get to calgary because real estate is so attractive and there's good talent there so uh for any kind of tech company uh i think it's uh i think it's great and i just came out of arlene's hub so her district ventures and um ibm innovation space that they were a great help by opening doors with ibm so I love Calgary. I was just there the other week.
0: Okay. Rapid fire. Are you a morning or a night person?
1: Oh, depends. Uh, I, I can be both. So that's uh, a, a enigma when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. You're a morning person this morning at 4.30 a.m. I guess.
1: <laughs> but you get so much done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the life of a successful person though, right? When they get up early and they have way more hours than anyone else in the day. It's true. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be, and why?
1: I don't think anyone can describe themselves with one word. That—that uh, that is probably the toughest question someone's ever asked me. I uh, maybe when I was in my teens, I would say fun. Okay, I'm not too much fun anymore, though. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna stick with that one, fun.
1: Sure. Sure. Okay
0: what's keeping you up at night
1: these days if anything i'm usually so exhausted uh that i just fall right asleep but uh um i'll tell you this i still i'm comfortable speaking in front of the audiences so i had to speak at district ventures in front of a bunch of uh vcs and some angels and some IBM representatives so this is going back uh was it last Wednesday? No, the wednesday before that and uh, I could sleep the night before I was staying at a friend's house. Uh, Oh yeah. To save money. I, I, I'm staying in the basement um, of a friend's house. They got a new dog. Usually all dogs love me, but this is a rescue dog from California. And for some reason, I walk inside my buddy's house, this dog loses it. And I've never experienced this. (laughs) So when after the dog saw me, it wouldn't growl. And I'm like, whoever, I have a beard. I have had a beard for the past five years. I'm like, it's someone in California that had a beard mistreated his dog because I asked him, does he have any family friends and that are my size or that they have beards and he's like, you know what? Yeah, it might be the beard because he seems to growl at people with beards. So uh, yeah, back back on track. Um uh, speaking in front in front of audiences, I, I just uh can't get it down and I I, I look very poorly. I <laughs> don't speak in front of people. But, anyways, yeah.
0: I feel your pain. I'm like, I'm the same way. What's your favorite place in the world?
1: Oh, I really like New Zealand uh, Milford Sound, South Island. I was fortunate enough to do some schooling in Australia. And I, 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 uh, I was actually worked as a roofer right after I completed my CSE, Canadian Securities Course for Stocks and Bonds. I was like, okay, I need cash immediately. So I just roof seven days a week, except rain days. That's hard on the body. I have a lot of respect for that trade, that's for sure. So I worked for seven months doing that, sold my truck, went to Australia, and uh, did some schooling there. But then I said, you know, I gotta get over to New Zealand because I've heard so much about it. Uh, Lord of the Rings was there that time, flew over there. I met a girl in Canada. She said, come visit me if you're ever down here. So I, I went to visit her. And, uh, it was fortunate enough that she had a family that had a helicopter and we went along the coast. It was like Black Hawk down going along the coast of New Zealand. Uh, one of their family members had a 9,000 acre farm with 30,000 sheep. And we went for an ATV ride and he's like, look over there. And it was, uh, the huts from the movie last samurai. So there's a lot of, um, films that went on there and, uh, they left some of the infrastructure of those films there and you'll find a lot of people in towns either help set up the camps for the, the film crews, they tear them down, set up the next camp before the uh, crew got to the, the next spot. So it, uh, it's really neat. It's lush. It's, it's vibrant. Uh, it, it, you know, Milford sound that has tropics, at the base, it has a vegetated mountainside and barren mountainside that snow at the top and these thin, uh, waterfalls that stream from the top. Uh, into the base so it visually it's amazing and you can hike to the top so uh, you know Dabo take take a few friends there hike or take your significant other take your wife yeah it's uh, something special it's
0: a very visual description you just gave that's I'm like thinking of it and imagining it and I feel like I'm there (laughs) with the waterfalls coming down what are three non-negotiables that have to happen in your morning routine
1: my morning some people are crazy about coffee and i have never gotten on the coffee train i just i just don't do it i have to change my morning routine i'll tell you that right now because i wake up i check my phone and then i check my emails so i am right into work immediately every morning and um, i bypass breakfast a lot now which i don't know if it's a good thing or not so uh, i actually want to get back to more of a regimented routine. And that's wake up physical activity, uh, porridge with some fruit, uh, and then, uh, get right into work after uh, a shower. Uh, that, that should be the, the routine. Um, but I've actually deviated away and I think deviating away has caused maybe that nervousness that was, uh, in front of the audience. Um, I think, uh, if you're at a physical peak, your body's more relaxed and, and uh, better to perform. And I had a girlfriend tell me, she's like, you know, you're not eating right. And that's going to affect your ability to think on your feet and execute tasks in front of audiences. And she's like, you can't eat like that. You have to feed your body more of the appropriate things it needs. And I said, you know what, you're probably right. And uh, I got to start uh, uh, getting back to more of a disciplined regime.
0: Okay, so last but not least, and this is a question that we ask all of our uh, guests on Canada's podcast. There's a small tropical island off the coast of Fiji in the middle of the ocean. Only one phone booth and no internet. We drop you off there with no technology at all. And at any time, you can use the phone booth on the island to call a boat to come pick you up. How long would you last on the island before making that phone call? And what would you do until then?
1: So um, am I alone? Yep. Okay. Um, Is food plentiful? Is there coconuts around? Or do I got to grab a branch and... and and break it and then sharpen the one end and get some fish and cook the fish.
0: Sounds like you're pretty handy. (laughs) There's there's food, it's
1: plentiful. Wow. Okay. I'll probably do two or three days just because if you're by yourself, it's good, it's relaxing, but you'll find that it's always nice to share the experiences with other people. So I would take my time to relax and take it all in, but... Uh, yeah, outside of two or three days, I don't think I would uh, be there for that long. But, and then a lot of people want to go back to this nomadic, live off of the earth society, but I don't think they know how hard that is. It's really hard, <laughs> especially to uh, get everything you need. And it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. So we're really fortunate at how accessible everything is in North America uh, and other places in the world so uh yeah i you know i'm thinking it'd be nice to have family and friends with there to enjoy uh that uh so yeah i'd probably only two three days and then i'm like yeah it's good enough
0: that's all the questions that i have for you doug anything that you wanted to say that you haven't uh, said yet
1: no i just uh thanks very much for your time uh with canon's podcast and uh yeah we really look forward to making this happen in north america and Worldwide and uh, really making some change, not only in the telecom and smartphone industries, but uh, also uh, bringing more prevalence to how society should be evolving to. And that's the the main ethos of uh, why we're in existence and to make some good positive change for the long term longevity of uh, our species and other species and make sure it's healthy for everyone.
0: Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to be following along. Um, your journey as, you're, as you launch the Be Free phone. I've already signed up for the beta, so I can't wait for that to, to come to fruition. And you're doing some amazing things for people and, and the planet. Um, so how can our listeners get a hold of you and find you online?
1: LinkedIn is a great source. You know, on Instagram. If you have talent and, uh, yeah, we want, well, I want to hear from you for sure. And Maybe there's a fit. We're about to go through some explosive growth. Um, so, yeah, we, we need good, strong people that work hard uh, and uh, you have the right kind of core values.
0: Okay, so thank you very much, Doug, for coming on Canada's podcast. And um, it was such a pleasure
1: to speak with you. Likewise, Leslie, a great show, and uh, thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canvaspodcast.com where you can listen, discover, and engage. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'll see you next time.